Hello and welcome to Shite and Sound, a podcast where two comedians watch one of the masterpieces of world cinema and then follow it up with a critically reviled film that is similar in some way. Maybe they share themes, plot, actors, or director. We want to see if counterpointing these two films can bring out some new information or insights. On this episode, we're watching number 14 on the Sight and Sound list, Lanta, Don Vigo's only feature and a cornerstone of all future French cinema. Our second film this week is Titanic, a blockbuster adaptation of a great maritime tragedy with added tits and Billy Zane. I absolutely agree that they added Billy Zane. No matter what Holmes and Watson makes us think, Billy Zane isn't an irreducible, uh, recurring, permanent element yeah, of, it, it uh, is, of the Titanic. It is crazy that we've watched two different films for this podcast in which Billy Zane is on the Titanic. Yeah, but one of those is a reference to the others. And to be clear, that's James Cameron looking ahead and making a reference to like, Ethan Cohen's Holmes and Watson. Like, yeah, but it's still weird that we watched both of them. I'm uh, sure it, there are more references, like, though. It's, especially because uh, Titanic is widely regarded as a pretty good movie. Yeah. I'm sure the Shadow is... or Is it is he the Shadow or the Phantom? He's the Phantom. He slams evil. Yeah, that's right. The, so, the, the, the Shadow was Alec Baldwin. And who was Darkman? Darkman was Neeson. That's right. Um, and uh, have you seen Darkman? Yeah. Yeah, fucking rules. Have you seen Darkman 3, Die, Darkman, Die? Uh, no, I haven't. Neither. And, and, and nor have I seen Darkman 2, The Return of Durant. I have to tell you, I did not remember Durant's name. It's why I jim- jumped, why I jimped, mm-hmm. when you jump like John Krasinski. Uh, yeah, it's, it's when, yeah, it's when you jump while looking in the camera. Well, never in this, well, never in the same studio as Benedict Cumberbatch, the second most talented Benedict in a Doctor Strange film. Third, if you count the ex Benedict that was on set anyway, he just really they haven't found a way to use the stuff sooner. But enough about Doctor Strange too. I mean, M- Marvel hasn't, but Jane Campion did. Yeah, that's why I said like they was Marvel. Oh, okay, and all you just end up with is someone doing a Hugh Laurie impression. Yeah, well, if Hugh Laurie was Doctor Strange, then we would like. He's right. already played one Strange Doctor. It's like the people who say he should play no, no, the Doctor hey, and hey, Doctor hey, Who. Hey, you know? hey, you, he's, he's already played one strange Doctor. Uh, on House. <laughs> when he was a Doctor. Yeah, okay. Keep going. We're in a, this is a great riff. I love yeah, this. Yeah. This is like a McElroy's bit. We're just chasing the funny. Yeah. Uh, where, does it, where does it go next, Griffin? Don't Travis this up. Uh, uh, um, uh, uh. Uh, uh, Doctor Strange uh, gets lupus. Yeah, um, good, good, good uh, boy. Uh, okay, what happens with lupus? Uh, he, t- he turns into a wolf. He gets lupus and turns into a wolf. And uh, he's a wolf. Who's How would he diagnose himself as a wolf? Um, oh, uh, 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 he would. Um, oh god. Oh no. Oh no. I'm, I'm losing it. I'm losing it. This is the end. This is the end. This is okay. The end. Okay. If you lost it, you can find it again. Retrace your steps. <laughs> okay. He's I'm, doing a dodging I'm, motion. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm darting through the underbrush. Um, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm, like, I'm like a little mouse uh, trying to find the jokes. 
Yeah. Um, yeah. Good. Oh no, what's going to be? It's a hawk. It's a hawk. Oh no, it's got me. It's got me. <laughs> yeah, that's and right. my throat's gone. That's the the problem with a lot of your improv is the raptors. Yeah. <laughs> uh, is carrion feeders attacking? Because yeah. uh, they already sense that it is dead. They, here's the thing. Anytime I can do improv, they can smell my fear. <laughs> but why are you afraid of doing improv? I don't like I don't like having to think of stuff on the spot. Because like, why? What's the worst that could happen? Uh, I could say something deeply unfunny, and then I'd have to live with that forever. 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 Yeah. That is, I think, an extreme over risk. Over like, I I just I really don't feel like that's real, a real thing that's going to happen. Do you know what I mean? Am I wrong? I think so. Why are you so sure that will happen? So, Yufa, why are we uh, covering uh, Titanic in the shite spot this week, a movie that is both critically well-received and was, until fairly recently, the highest-grossing movie of all time? It feels self-evident to me. Why? I mean, obviously, Atlanta is largely set on a boat. Yeah. Uh, and is about a romance. Yes, it is. Uh, and a, a, a sort of tempestuous romance. Uh, I mean, I wouldn't call what's tempestuous about uh, the central love story of Titanic, Billy Zane and Kate Winslet. Yeah. <laughs> or Victor Garber and a boat. Oh, but also kind of Victor Garber and Kate Winslet. And uh, Bernard Hill and a boat and yeah. Ewan Griffith and looking for people. Yeah. And um, Billy Zane and a gun. Yeah, and I was also about to say Billy Zane and a gun. David Warner and bullets. And Kate Winslet and axes. Okay, so here here is the thing about Titan. Which it's like, good. It's a fucking yeah. dope ass film. Yeah, like we'll obviously get to Atlanta, but like I had never seen Titanic. Yeah. And Titanic kind of rules. Yeah, it and works. Like, and like, not in an ironic way. Yeah, sure, yeah. The like romance between between Jack and Rose is like, not my personal favorite thing, but like those two performances are both really good. Yeah. And and Cameron knows what he's doing. And then well, the last... And the chemistry, like yes. that film is almost 100% chemistry, right? Yeah. Like it is, it is astounding uh, how, how much they land that, you know? Yeah. And, and then the last like hour and a half where it's all running through a sinking boat is just some of the most incredible blockbuster filmmaking I've yeah. ever seen. And it, and then it is filled with just, like, beautiful character acting. Yeah. Just, like, Victor Garber showing up with an Irish accent, or yeah. Bernard Hill as the world's saddest boat captain, or David Warner as every David Warner character. Uh, just or, a scary old man. Or, like, uh, Kathy Bates. Kathy Bates, yeah. It, it is as a real like like brassy new dame. Well, and Winslet and DiCaprio, because like as much as yeah, as you said, the second half of this film is just so much water. Yeah. It's just so much water. It whips so fucking hard. <laughs> There's so much water, you guys. It starts with a big thing of very still water smashing into a thing on water, and that's like some of the least amount of water in the second half of Titanic. There's so much, you guys. Uh, but, like, to answer your initial question, is that there has been, I 
believe like and I don't think there was any one point that started it, but there has there's a backlash uh, uh, against Titanic. Sure, it, there has always been a backlash against Titanic. Yeah, but also I feel like it is beginning to shift in some ways, mm. uh, and uh, in some really quite useful ways, because like yeah, you don't get to be a film that big without being at least a little good. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. And like the one exception to that is like Cleopatra, a, a Light Gone with the Wind is one of those films that's actually probably, if you include uh, inflation and percentage of household income, blah, 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 uh, it's one of probably the highest grossing film ever. Yeah. Uh, uh, Cleopatra isn't good. Like Cleopatra looks incredible yeah, like, right, can, as as does gone with the wind yeah and and like gone with the wind as much as it is a confederate love story yeah isn't bad no like it's, like, it's yeah. a good film yeah there's a bunch of like really good stuff in gone with the wind like basically every scene with clark gable yeah absolutely who fucking rocks in that movie yeah everyone is doing a good job who plays yeah. scarlet o'hara um i want to say vivian lee yes yeah I think Titanic and Led Lanta, apart from being a ridiculously obvious pairing that it took us a humiliatingly long time to get yes. to work out. Yeah. Um, There's like a lot of meetings we had where it was like, what's a boat movie? What's a boat movie? Yeah. What can we do with Led Lanta? Well, it is just like, because I've gotten so used to it. Like, I, had, I don't think I've ever been truly anti-Titanic. Mm. Because I saw it like three times in cinemas in 1997 when I was 10. I cried each time, and it's a heartbreaking work of genius. Um, and, and as time has gone by, I may have gone through phases of agreeing, of being like, yeah, it does suck. But in my heart, I'd be like, you lie. Yeah, like, yeah, like I'll I, never let go, Jack. When I was like a teenager, I, I probably was part of a Titanic Sucks Club, but I'd never seen it. And I'd just like gone on Reddit well, and had like those opinions. Oh, it's just also just comically easy to look at and judge, yeah. if you know what I mean, because it is so, it's construction when you pick it, pick at it in any way becomes so transparent. It so follows all the movie rules. It, it is, it, in many ways, it's one of those things that's so mainstream, it's laughable. It is the Morbius thing. Like, Morbius is bad not because it's too weird or too out there. Morbius is bad because it is exactly what you expect it to be and much less. Do you know what I mean? And that is the impression you can give yourself of Titanic when you think about it, which is like best demonstrated by uh, uh, she, he, she absolutely had space on that doorism, yeah. right? Which is when you take that one shot, that one individual shot from above, and you go like, "Look, there's heaps of space," and you are not thinking about that in that moment. You're you're seeing how heavy the waves are, how people yeah. are being tossed on and well, off. Like and, in and, that and, moment, there's no question. He absolutely could not go in there. They'd both yeah, die. And, you know, and, and like. And like forgetting the bit that 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 like James Cameron makes sure to show you where Leo tries to get onto it, and it yeah. immediately capsizes. Fifteen years later, James Cameron was vindicated by the MythBusters when they did an episode where they tested it out and proved that Jack wouldn't have been able to be on there. It just makes me a little sad that that is what the MythBusters ended up being. Yeah, do you know what I mean? Like, I mean, like that they they did an entire special just on the movie The Green Hornet. 
the Michel Gondry yeah. Rogan yeah. joint. When the Green Hornet came out, they yeah. they they did like a cross promotion. Yeah, where 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 they like tested this from a Green Hornet. Like what? Uh, like a car gets cut in half and keeps driving, and they did that. There's I don't know. There's some. I want to see them do it with Eternal Sunshine. <laughs> yeah, you know, like that. That would be like they have to build their own. Uh, brain cancer memory removing machine yeah. and then create simulations of Kirsten Dunst and Tom Wilkinson to see if they could have ever had, have had a relationship off screen, you know, things like the real things you want to test. Yeah. Yeah. They, 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 they use that same like simulation technology from, from a show Deadliest Warrior. But instead of like, a mo- what is Deadliest Warrior? It, it, it's a, <laughs> it's a show on the, uh, I'm pretty sure it's on the Discovery Channel. Man. I mean, it well, sounds yeah, like well, it, right? Well, yeah. it might be the History Channel. Each episode, they pick like kind of two iconic warrior types from history. On this episode, we've got a squad of Israeli Special Forces soldiers going up against a Spartan phalanx. And, and, and so then they like talk about what each of these different groups have going for them yeah. as warriors. And then they're like, and now we did a simulation where they apparently input the values of IDF Special Forces and Greek phalanx. And then they're like, we ran the simulation a thousand times to see who would win. And then they have like a reenactment of of the simulation where you see all these guys like going around killing each other. And then and then one of the teams wins. And they're like, and that's why the Spartan Phalanx would defeat the Israeli special forces. It, it, <laughs> it's, a, it's a fucking crazy nonsense show. The, and like, is this show? I presume it is successful, right? I guess I, I I'm, it's not Australia's naughtiest home videos. It's it is not. That no. is the show that was so bad. The head of the network was channel hopping, saw it, called them, and it was cancelled mid ad break. Yeah, yeah. It, it's a, the same thing that happened to Heil Honey. I'm home. Oh god, that's right. Yeah, we 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 the person in charge of network saw it while the first episode was airing and said, "No, <laughs> this is shit. Get rid of this." Yeah, I mean that does have to happen, but. <laughs> Uh, uh, delightful as that divergence was, sorry, that uh, that allegiance, yeah, um, that insurgent. <laughs> uh, 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 we never did find out what the fourth film is called. Well, Any... I guess we'll never know. True, no way to find out. Because yeah. um, Titan- Titanic is such a memory. Probably, maybe it'll probably be detergent. And just just wash a lot of clothes. I don't know if Shailene Woodley. As someone who only showers with water and eats mud <laughs> and is a great performer, I, I wish she had more chances to show off. Though apparently, it's like This Is Us, she's on there. I, uh, I people seem I to like it. Anyway, think so. I just don't think she would agree to, to a film called This Is No, called Detergent, you know? Um, she had to have. No, I was trying to think of a joke about putting a detergent name in Fault in Our Stars, and I just couldn't. I just couldn't think of one. My memory, my memory is going. So Titanic is, uh, uh, is of course, a memory play, right? Like uh, there's this. Yeah, w- yeah, which is a thing I uh, did not know about it. Really? Yeah, I, I, okay, so I, I, I knew that it ended with Old Rose dropping the heart of the sea yeah. into, 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 into the sea. I did not know that there was a like. I didn't know there was like a bookend thing. I didn't know it happened at both ends of the film. In uh, Saving Private Ryan, 
it just starts on a and you see all Matt Damon at the end. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. get the you yeah. get the the morph. Yeah, I always assumed it would be like that, where where it starts in the past and you have the story. And then at the end, she turns into old Rose, and like maybe she like went back there because it was you know the like ninetieth anniversary of the sinking, and she went back to see where her lost love was or some shit. No, uh, Bill Paxton is looking for a diamond. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, the whole movie is like around the mystery of how we're going to find this diamond. Yeah, like, what the happened? heart of the ocean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah like, what, what, yeah. I I had no idea this this was this was a mystery movie told in flashback about, about what happened to a diamond. Uh, that is hilarious. Um, <laughs> uh, yes, it is hilarious. I was laughing the first, like, five minutes of this movie. And, and it, is the, it is the first of this t- just over three-hour film, the first, like, 25 minutes yeah. is in it, it, the yeah. is in the present yeah, it's, which it's is all, now the past yeah it's it's all it's all like submarines and robot cameras and it just James Cameron shit the kind of thing he's made like multiple documentaries about yeah, and where yeah, yeah like he's got such a boner for it and it so shows like the 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 the, the long shots of all these beautiful boats with their little pools of light they're casting across the bottom of the sea is just you're like the thing is james cameron this is hot shit yeah and 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 like watching this you 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 like get why it's taken 12 years for the avatar sequel to come out so he can get like cgi water perfect well and you can also get why like you watch that trailer you're like yeah, that's some incredible CGI water. I just, I don't think it's that. Anyway, I, I, I stand by my prediction that I've been making for over a decade, which is that Avatar 2 is going to be fine, but bomb. Uh, 3 will be rushed out. 4 and 5, they'll be like, we never conformed, confirmed 4 or 5, even though there are people who've been working on them for like five years no, in Wellington. Not, not a chance. And it's going to blow a massive hole in the whole, like, New Zealand's economy, them quickly cancelling uh, uh, Avatar 4 and 5. And then we won't be so high and mighty on the world stage because we're going to have to, I don't know, annex a country for their film uh, resource. Yeah, we're, we're, we're taking over Papua New Guinea. Yeah, because they got it's so now, many films it, shot in Papua. It's now Papua New Zealand. So yeah, like Titanic is entirely this old woman te- telling the story that's allegedly about where this diamond is, but it's really about the time she was engaged to Billy Zane so that her family could get money again because she blew that out of money. But then she met Leonardo DiCaprio and he and was she's like, like, oh, this dude's smoking. And uh, he is... And he, and he doesn't even have to wear very heavy eye makeup to make himself hot like Billy Zane does. Uh, he would be hot without I the mean, eye look, makeup, no, though. No, no, 90s Billy Zane, good-looking dude. Yeah. And uh, I, I, I don't know, he's aged like a fine yeah. wine. I'll look him up. But, but I... I, I, I I I I was just like like surprised by how much very heavy eyeliner Billy like Billy Zane is wearing in this movie. Well, it's a very old style film, right? Yeah. It is in some ways like we talked about with the Last Samurai, kind of the beginning of the end of the line, kind of for the kind of films that Lad Lantis started. Um, but yeah, so so she's telling the story. Yeah, she meets Jack Dawson, Leonardo DiCaprio, whereas is is 
as much eyeliner as Billy Zane has, Leo has fresh dew thrown on him to make him just one of the most dazzling uh, people on screen. Yeah. Only match. He's got, he's like, got piercing eyes and floppy hair. Opposite him is Kate Winslet. Just coming off Heavenly Creatures. Yeah, this incredibly becleavaged, uh, pale redhead who has so much emotion in her face it begins to leak out into the rest of a James Cameron film for the first time. <laughs> and, and they meet and they immediately have chemistry. Yes, are, you, are, you, are you trying to tell me that the sex scene in Terminator isn't emotional? It's in it's in slow motion. We've talked about this. Those, there is... those two people are entirely silhouetted yeah. and having sex in slow motion. Yeah. Like all sex. That's the that's the pace of standard sex in my experience. My sexual inspiration is the sloth though. <laughs> and like have you seen those the sloth crossing the road and it's like a 5 minute long video? Yeah, no. I I tried I tried to borrow your DVD. I tried to borrow your VHS of Ice Age once and it's just a lot of parts of it are very worn down. Yeah. You know Sid the Sloth? Yep. Sid is an anagram, not an anagram, an acronym for sex and dick. And that's because I shrunk him down, put him in my dick and fuck him that way. <laughs> and then basically they have a night of passion together. And then they're on this boat called the Titanic. And it makes... You will never guess what happens to this fictional boat it meets this big old iceberg the iceberg's like do you want to kiss titanic is like okay but no touching me up and the iceberg gives a little kiss and then breaks consent and touches them up a little ripping holes and then 90 minutes is is essentially watching the a, all the characters we just spent a bunch of time with desperately try to stay alive and or sacrifice themselves. Uh, yes. Uh, and, 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 but this is all played out within memory. And it is... Even though we see a bunch of stuff that Rose wouldn't have seen. Yeah, of course. Yeah. But so... No, okay. If, if this was truly her memory, this movie would have all been shot... First person, like the opening scene of Universal Soldier Day of Reckoning. How did I know that was the film you're going to reach for? Well, because it was like that or like Henry Portrait of a Serial Killer, but I haven't seen that one. Hardcore Henry? Yeah. yeah. There's a lot of Henry movies with, uh, with, with a lot of first person. Silence of the Lambs? Yeah. People forgive it if one of that movie is named Henry. No, the the in Silence of the Lambs is short for to Henry. <laughs> to Henry from The Good Place. Yeah. Titanic being such a play on memory and, and by including like she has paintings she couldn't have had because yeah. they survived, uh, uh, including unreliable details like that. Uh, uh, maybe she's remembering it wrong. And I just think that that's so much as, as, as we've kind of already talked about of what the negative reception of Titanic is from is not Titanic. It's people's memories of Titanic. I think it's also largely a real reaction against a movie that is just earnest. There are jokes and there is action, yeah. but there is no there is no irony to this movie. No, it, it, the, it, the it, closest to irony, be like bluntest, most obvious irony of like, well, this ship's never going to sink, yeah, and you can uh, take that to the bank, good yeah, sir. God himself could not save yeah. this ship. Uh, Pablo Picasso, no artist with that name will ever succeed. Yeah. Um, I think part of that negative reaction is people feeling suckered because the thing about this film, at least in my, my experience of being 10 and seeing it, and I think it is that it, it, you're at, it, in your first moments of seeing it 
it absolutely works on you. And so much of it, even knowing it as I do, absolutely works. And it worked on you. Yeah. You had a good time. Um, it, it is. And I think because it is in some ways such an obvious film, such a base film, do you know what I mean? It's such a big hit that people feel suckered by low art making them feel like only high art should do and, and need to f- go back and find reasons that it is wrong or incorrect. Yeah, and- but like there's a bit of this movie where a guy jumps off at this point, the Titanic is vertical. Yeah. Continue, Finn. He jumps off what would usually be the bow of a ship, but is now the top of a ship in order to save himself. He, like, misjudges his jump and uh, bounces off the giant propeller blades and just like, and just uh, spins into the water where he dies. Yeah, there's also a bunch of people kind of on the, on the deck side who keep holding on and then just falling away and just f- whacking into stuff. Yeah. When, when that falls down, only to raise up again, when it falls down, that wave is so huge. It is, oh, God, like the scale of this film, right? Like, it is like the fact that it is three hours long and goes like yeah. there is no point in it where you're like, come on, get through this. All right. It's three days. It is. I mean, part of that is that it is four films. There, there's the film in the present. There's arriving on the boat. There's them falling in love. And then there's the boat crashing, sure, each of yeah. which kind of operates as its own thing in a way. Um, but like that is just, an excessive mastery of craft, mm. right? It it is, and like the 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 special source this film got is is striking gold in both of its leads, yeah. because we have talked so much about successful chemistry, like our Xanadu singing in the rain episode, kind of alternates between Finn and Ray bullying me and me attempting to discuss that, ending with a great moment of them me bullying me about my attempts to discuss that. But anyway, and it is like the moment they see as fucking cliched as it is, like I'll never let go, her trying to commit suicide and him stopping her. Well, like, even like before that, the like moment where like she's on the upper deck, He's on the yeah. lower deck. He like looks up and he sees her standing at the railing, and his buddy's like, "Ah, oh, you'll you'll never get with someone like that." And then yeah. she she just like glances her eyes around, and she she sees him, and doesn't even doesn't even notice him, and looks back, and then and then realizes, "Oh, who's that hot boy down there?" Yeah. And she turns back, and then they look at each other, and you're like, "Yeah." The this look is a of, romance, baby. It's the look of thought Leonardo DiCaprio was used to, which is women thinking, hmm, am I young enough for Leonardo DiCaprio? Anyway. Uh, and, and But, like, that scene, uh, their first big scene, what I have to assume uh, is their, uh, like, chemistry test scene, the mm. audition scene, uh, in in three to five minutes, makes you immediately be like, I it, it does the work that normally is the first 20 minutes of a romantic comedy where you're like, if these two do not kiss, I will kill myself. <laughs> the weakest part of James Cameron and his is his his writing is his dialogue. Sure, yeah. And that they take that scene which on paper is incredibly mechanical, you know? Yeah. Why like, are you gonna kill yourself? I have no place there, yeah, you know. Well, if you jump in, I'll have to jump in after you. And it's pretty cold down there. 
Yeah. And you, uh-huh. would, you wouldn't like all the cold, would you? And she's like, no, I wouldn't like the cold. Well, I guess I won't kill myself then. Yes, good job. Don't kill yourself. But they play yeah, yeah, it. Yeah, but like vo- vo- those, those two like are, are able to like sell that dialogue and actually like and actually like put emotion into it. Well, and that is is the kind of uh, 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 it's unclear how true this is, but it feels right that Cam- it's, a, it's a fictional movie. Entirely, it's, 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 it's like. Like it's adapted from sank, the Hindenburg, but... right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, uh, it's adapted from the R one o one. It was originally called Storm Warning. Any who? Uh, no, it, 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 it was not. Yeah, no, it, 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 it is. It's adapted from Airport seventy seven. Oh god! I mean, in a way, um, but it is that Cameron, while making it, thought it a lot more of an adventure film. Yeah. Uh, and if you look at the early posters and stuff, when it was supposed to come out in 1995, a tortured production, you'd never guess from James Cameron, who is uh, a bully and psychopath, uh, and very unpleasant to be around by all accounts. Yeah. Uh, he has a lot of ex-wives, is what I'm saying. And I have talked to people who work on set with him. Yeah. Uh, he's a big fan of shouting. He's a big fan of picking people on set to yeah. yell at. Uh, uh, my favorite story is the time he tested the Navi bow by firing an arrow into someone's computer screen, destroying it. Um, right? Like, fuck that guy. Yeah. Um, it, it, it is that he thought it was more of an adventure film and the romance was like the romance in Terminator, just something to get you through the set pieces, mm. right? And, and the producer seeing the film as it was shot was like, you made a romance, mate. This is just this is a romance with a with kick-ass fighting, yeah. kick-ass spectacle in the second half. But it is it is fundamentally a romance, and they went off and recorded uh, 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 whatever the Celine Dion song um, is called. Uh, uh, my heart will go on, and, and uh, uh, to kind of prove it, because Cameron would never have it. But like that song. Uh, is the w- most dated thing about this film, apart from the mm. fact that it did have a 3D re-release. <laughs> um, the 3D re-release was like around the time of Avatar. It was like real deep 3D, not not like not like red and yeah, blue. Yeah, yeah. It was it was around the time when everything that was. I think it must have been like the same year that Phantom Menace, when they were oh. clearly pitching that they were going to every year re-release the Star Wars films converted into 3D. Right. But then stopped after Phantom Menace. I wonder why. Uh, it, Star Wars. It, it was just an inappropriate. People time. can't get enough. And we, and no, it was because of the sale to Disney, I believe. Uh. Um, and, and we build up to you know the great. They're running down a corridor, all this water coming after them, and it is such like it's so sarcastically a blockbuster <laughs> film thing to happen. Like, uh, you know, out on the door, Kate on the door, freezing, Leo falling into the water is so. It is so cheesy. Yeah. It is so well, and, mainstream. Yeah, and like, like those shots of them running down the hallway, the water coming after them. Every single disaster movie since this rips that stuff off and fails. Well, yeah, that's like the reason they made Poseidon in two thousand and three mm. yeah. or whatever. Like in in the like Davios is in, in like the Davios stood still the remake. There's there's a whole the Keanu. Oh yeah. no, sorry. Um, um. Well, no. Uh, uh, day after tomorrow is the. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. In the day after tomorrow. The, the, is that whole big scene of, of like ice chasing him down a hallway 
Yeah, that's right. Yeah, There's and, and the like son the chasing them in The Mummy 2, yeah. The Mummy Returns. It never feels as real as it does here because there was actually just massive, there was actually a flood of water just coming so, in behind them. So much of the, like, uh, hour two to three of this yeah. is Leonardo DiCaprio and Kate Winslet waist or more deep in what I have no doubt was freezing water. Yeah, there is a great bit where, like, she's gone to get an axe to, like, cut his handcuffs off, and every time it takes for her to, like, get the axe and come back, the hallway is now almost completely flooded. And yeah. so she is, like, doing, like, one-armed monkey bars down this flooded hallway, holding an axe in the other hand. It, it fucking rots. It's so good. But it is such a picture that stays in your mind, and you eventually go, that's silly. Yeah. Because the weave of them all together is what makes it land. And it is the 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 we can place it in memory that ironic thing, right? And it is, and like Lad Lanta is is another film that's so informed by memory, and that it is kind of the collective memory of the kind of French film that the avant garde rebelled against. This is what Renoir came out of. This is what uh, oh my god second name who I've forgotten like Bresson kind of like it is this film about uh, uh, in a, a very formal uh, which is to say kind of upper class people going through very explosive emotions in a rather quite painterly way like you know that's the thing about Atlanta they're like sets it apart from so many other yeah. French films of a period is like this is one that focuses on the lower classes. It like focuses on poor people struggling doing like menial labor. Yeah, yeah. But it is it is an upstairs downstairs thing where we are juxtaposing them against Okay, so the two leads of Ladlanta, Gene, mm. yeah. the captain of the barge Ladlanta, the beginning is him marrying a woman called Juliet. Yeah. And I thought Juliet was rich. No. No, okay. She's like a simple country girl. I thought it was her, maybe this is because I knew we were going to watch Titanic. I thought she was a a Richie marrying outside of money. It was about choosing a humble life. Do you know what I mean? And because that's the kind of story they would tell. But it is so, so that aside, like subject matter, like in regards to the new wave, this is one of the films that like Goddard and Truffaut loved. Mm. When they like look back on on classic French cinema, this is one where they're like, all that other stuff is bullshit. But like, but like this one, yeah. this one that's about real people. This is one that like deals with heavy shit and like does interesting formal things. Oh yeah, and that was that that was a, a kind of what that was the juxtaposition I was yeah. building to because this is. Uh, so many people followed this film or were working in memory of this film or in, in response to it, even unknowingly, um, that it became both, uh, uh, and because it operated as, as a memory changing as it, as it went through this kind of the, 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 the formalism of how it looks, the kind of slight staginess of, of performance. Yeah. And, yeah. And like how it looks and how it's performed is, is itself like reaching back to a slightly earlier time. Yeah. And you can see how that turns into, um, the rules of the game or, 
oh, the one set in a rich people war prison. Oh, Grand, my God. Grand illusion. Grand illusion, right? But you can also see, yeah, uh, uh, the people who revolt against those things mm. taking inspiration from it because it is it is a film of superposition, right? In, in that it, it kind of contains both the future and the future's destruction within it. And because it is the story of, yeah, they get married, they're on the barge, let's go on a bit of a journey. We've got our, um, what is Pierre Jules? What, he worked on the boat. Yep. What does he do on the boat? Uh, he is, uh, he, he, he's just like one of the guys on the he, barge. Yeah. So he, 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 he's, and, he's and like the, the second in command. And, and there's the cabin boy, yep. and, that, and that's the barge. But to describe Pierre, 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 Pierre Jules to the audience. Uh, Pierre Jules is, uh, he's, he's like an old guy. He's like in his fifties. Uh, he looks to me like an actor in his thirties playing someone in his fifties. Ma- There's a maybe, whole yeah. lot of look and business going on with this guy. Yeah. He does look like someone wearing like a crazy wig and makeup. He is this kind of like old sea dog who's be- he's been everywhere and kind of loves the life of the sea, yeah. do- doesn't have any aspirations outside of that. He's boisterous, I'd call yeah. him. He, yeah, yeah, he's he, a bit of a full star. Yeah, he, he loves, he loves, you know, he's, he's, he's garrulous. Yeah. The like, only things he really loves are being on a boat and his cats. Mm. And everything that interferes with uh, being on a boat or his cats, he is uh, suspicious of and antagonistic towards. Well, and, and from whence we get our drama, because, like Jean uh, Jean, uh, who marries Juliet, the captain, uh, ooh, pretty early on he finds her talking to Pierre Jules, mm. and he flies into a rage. Yeah, even well, though because like she she's she's in his cabin, and he's yeah. shirtless, showing her his tattoos and his smoking belly button. His tattoos are like a child drew them. Yeah, and. Like self done, like self inflicted, yeah, right? Yeah. So the, 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 this, this, they're the, just the worst. I don't know how to express. They're the worst tattoos I've ever seen, intentionally. See, but like Jesus, yeah. anyway. The scene in Pierre Jules' cabin starts with Juliet trying to like get to know him better mm. because she's like, well, I'm going to be on this fucking boat all the time, and I can't have this to be mad at me. So I'm going to uh, take an interest in the things that he likes and be nice to him. This is after he's like been mad at her a couple times. Yeah. Yeah, and so like she she goes into his cabin and like sees all the stuff he's worked on, all the trinkets he's collected over the years, all the like machinery he like tinkers with in his spare time. And and he he he, sh- he shows her It's it's a real menagerie. He yeah. is he is the place where like this it was one of France's first film with sound, possibly the first f- one with full sound. Not not sure about that. Uh, in, anyway, it is it's very early in the sound era. Yeah, uh, for France, and it is very clearly Pierre Jules is the peak of this, but almost every other element has at least a shade of the fact that they are, it is clearly being made by people who have made silent films. Yeah. Uh, 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 there are extended bits of it that feel kind of like a silent film with sound, yeah. and which kind of emphasizes how separate those sets of skills are. So much of of the like staging feels like how silent films look. Well, and a lot, uh, uh, as and I presume this is intentional because as 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 Jean becomes kind of 
angrier and like the there is all this tension between them and, and it and and like eventually they reunite happily at the end, but it is about like don't give it away. <laughs> uh, uh, don't it don't, is it's don't, the same ending as Titanic. Yeah. Don't don't give away any spoilers for this like for this ninety six year old movie. But as the film goes on, as 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 their relationship, it's essentially about people. Uh, having to compromise in relationships yeah. and seeing each other fully. Do you know what I mean? And largely told through Jean learning to not be jealous whenever she talks to another man, which is obviously something I'm still learning. It's not a coincidence well, yeah. that Briar teaches an all-girls school, uh, is all yeah. I'm saying. Yeah, like, and, and, and learning that he like shouldn't abandon his wife. Yeah. Um, as that happens the film becomes, he begins to be a lot more dynamic with his camera placement. He, he, there's a lot up high, there's a lot up low. This film looks great. And so it does feel like as the understanding of their relationship modernizes, so does the style of mm. the film. And, and that so much... And, but like also as it goes on, it becomes less reliant on dialogue. Yeah, it becomes much like the first... It's ninety minutes, a hundred. Yeah, it, it, it's like it's like eighty nine. Yeah, the the first half, the first forty five minutes, uh, uh, you could take to be an adaptation of a play. Mm. It is probably six, seven scenes total, and, and then at the end, but very quickly, it, after the they go about the halfway point, they go to a dance at a dance hall. Yeah, and it is from about there on that there is much less dialogue, right? And, and like that dance hall scene is a scene of uh, such scale and movement that it could never be a play, right? Uh, the, this is where a dryer runs from the set crying. Um, and what it, about my shadows? <laughs> and it is, and that that. Ch- <laughs> oh, Carl, come back, CDT. We love you. Um, well, we're, we're, CTD, yeah. so it's okay. We've got we've got another one coming up. Cal Theodore Dreyer, that guy knows his shit. He does. Uh, anyway, Gertrude or Day, check them out. Gertrude first. Anyway, Finn pa- disagrees. Yeah, pa- Passion of Joan of Arc. Oh yeah, we'll 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 get to that. A film I have not yet seen. Um, uh, is that what the two different memories? The 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 kind of formal classical French cinema that is remembered like a faction paradox character from this film is remembering the first half. Yeah. And what the avant-garde is remembering is the second half. And like Vigo's success, and it is a success empirically (laughs) kind of, because even when like Père Jean, Jules, Jules, I f- he is irritating to me. He is a bad clown. I he fucks me off. One of his first scenes is like uh, Jean and Juliette are doing a little bit of like a little bit of like play fighting. They're like picking each other up and stuff. Yeah, and then and then, and then Pierre Jules comes back to the boat and he's like, "Oh, you 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 call that wrestling? I'll show you wrestling." And he gets on the ground and starts demonstrating wrestling moves to them. 
Yeah. I mean, they, they both uh, uh, sneak away because he's irritating and they don't want to be around him. Uh, and, and, like, part of it is that he's supposed to be, it, it is a, uh, oh, I want to say Jean Delma, but absolutely not. What's kind of the opposite of Jean Delma? Um, it, it, come on. Mm-hmm. Hmm? Mm. Who's in it? I don't know. I don't know either of the actors' names. I couldn't tell you the director. It's it- over three hours. It's funny. It is German. Oh, t- Tony Erdman? Yeah, Tony Erdman. Right. Uh, in that, like, Tony Erdman is supposed to, the, the, uh, uh, the persona the father plays, Tony right. Erdman, is supposed to be both irritating and entertaining. Yeah, and, and yeah, Pierre, no, the, the, yeah, that 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 dad and Tony Erdman does look like Pierre <laughs> But it is it's also the thing of like with 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 Tony Erdman, the reason that film works so fucking hard on me would be one of the 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 reason it would be one of the ten I would put on my sight and sound ballet is because it, it works like you are charmed by it and irritated by right, it. Yeah. And Pierre Jules I am just irritated by, but I am aware that not being entertained by him is simply that I have, like, every comic trick he is doing is from a time before me. Yeah. Now, it is, now, it is, you thought, yeah. There, there was one bit where you liked him, which was smoking, oh, smoking right. from yeah, the yeah, stomach. Yeah, he has smoking. a face tattooed on his, on his thorax, and uh, uh, he puts a cigarette in his belly button and then kisses another belly button in Gene Kelly's where the cigarette goes in and out. Yeah, yeah. But what's the other bit? Later in the movie, he is sitting forlorn and holding a record. Uh, and he and, and he, start, he starts running his finger around the outside of a record. Yeah, and, and you hear the music start to play. Yeah, and, and he his he eyes does, light up. Yeah, he does kind yeah. of a double take. He's like, huh? He runs his finger around it again, and, and the music starts to play again. And then uh, there is a cut over to the cabin boy who is playing the accordion. A lot, <laughs> and, and, and then Pierre's like, ah, oh, yeah, stop tricking me. Well, yeah, and it, and it's stuff like that is is the bits of clowning that have stayed in modern clowning. Mm. Like, and and, and I I don't want to do down this performance or this style. It it just does not land for me. Sure, do you know what? Yeah. I, it, it's 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 not in my lexicon uh if that makes sense and even with that like you admire how he's doing it right yeah. like you admire every element uh, involved it does end up making it a film i appreciate more than like i don't feel it sure i don't yeah. I, I i i see the chemistry they have the the two leads what are your names the two leads him <clears throat> uh mm, Michelle Simon as oh no that's visuals. Yeah, uh, Jean Dust and Dita Palo yeah. are Jean and Juliette. Michelle Simon is Pejul, um, and, and the cabin boy is Louis Lefebvre, who and he's just called the the cabin boy. Yeah, uh, uh, he he is not in it much. It is it's very much a three hander. Yeah, uh, and, um, and 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 I think I think both of them were in uh, 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 both of them I believe were in uh, 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 both of them I believe were in Grand Illusion yeah uh, uh, yeah Jean, how, Jean, Jean, how long after this was Grand Illusion uh, uh, that was uh, three years later yeah so just enough time for this film to to take hold um, but yeah the thing 
a, a key part of their chemistry working is like Leo and Kate, that the Jean and Dita playing Jean and Juliette are, are both incredibly attractive and very good at looking at each other. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So even when I'm like, just leave them. Come on. I'm in 2022. I look at this relation, Juliet, and I think, leave him. He sucks. He works mm-hmm. on a boat. He's, he's, he's obsessed with his fucking barge. And he's just barging all day and all night. Yeah. And you just don't. I I still buy it in in the sense that like I absolutely understand how this film worked mm. at the time, and I also like that the scale of emotion it plays, it, it, its magic ability to to do the same as Titanic, but without a ship sinking, which is to take mortal stakes and make them feel immortal, uh, in, in in the way that like is also what greed does. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Like, uh. And it is so interesting. Like, I don't know, it feels like looking at the code of the Matrix, right? Like, it, it, it feels like when you meet someone's parents and you're like, oh, you make sense. Do you know what I mean? Or you watch, uh, you know, bits of media you loved when you were 12 and you're like, oh, yeah, and no, I'm just, I'm just, this is how I talk. Oh, yeah. yeah. This is who I am. Um, but for a whole like obviously there's a million other more intricate uh, 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 bits of cause and effect and influence but there is like in a sense you kind of feel a lot of French film in this and in both it's the way it over and under explains itself the, the kind of the idea that you start with love and romance and then fracture it to to test it right mm. And that, yeah, the the best way, the best love is tested uh, rather than proven. And that the way that their country is a landscape that reflects their feelings, uh, as opposed to they are people who live in a world. Do you know what I mean? They are people inside a state. Sure. Yeah. The, 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 which is the, the thing that uh, the avant garde breaks, yeah. right? I think that my like favorite shot of a movie is near the end while Jean is out looking for Juliet. He goes down to the beach and he climbs down like a rock wall. Mm. He jumps down onto the sand and he just he just sprints. Yeah, the camera's behind him and he just like sprints. It's like low tide. He just like runs as fast yeah. as he can towards the water. And the like waved shot. It it is clearly. It is, it is clearly shot, like, on an actual beach, not on a soundstage, yeah. but it feels like he is running inside a matte painting, and it is so, it is so incredibly beautiful. Well, and it is, the, like, the soft textured grey of the very pale grey of the sand yeah. against, at, at a point, his monochromatically black running body, and then it cuts to the reverse angle, which is him from the distance running towards camera, and it is this thing... And yeah, it's moments like that where it is like though that shot, my thought was like, I see how both Truffaut and Renoir sure, come yeah. out of that shot. And obviously, again, there's so much more context, so much more influence, but it is so strange seeing this like the seed. Yeah. Um, and, and 
appreciating it more than what where did you say on it what was your experience of lad lance like uh like had you seen it before this yeah your first time yeah the, the, it was my first time. yeah the, 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 this this is this is my second time seeing lot mm. um i think I, I think i watched it in a film class a few years ago and yeah i i like it i mean like like for some for some reason like like french stuff like doesn't really do it for me until until like the 60s well and that's the point when they start making films that are kind of fundamentally in a way about love and romance and that even um god damn it we've mentioned it twice the film that comes out in three years grand illusion grand illusion yeah which which i do love yeah yeah yeah. but even that is kind of a romance between those two guys yeah yeah um uh, it's not like it's obviously about war but it's war told through relationships. Yeah. Both of the times I've watched this movie, I sort of agree with you in that I like, I appreciate it more than I, more than I love it. Yeah. I just don't feel it. You know what I mean? No, same. Yeah. It is an incredibly beautiful looking movie. And I do really want to see the rest of Jean Vigo's work because what, because what he does here is incredibly impressive. Yeah. I mean, this is, this is tragically and famously his only feature. Yeah. The first and last, he, he died, I think like two months after this premiere. Yeah. 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 And, and like, yeah, it's, 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 it's one of the great, like, what would this person have done? Yeah, because if this is where, and like, and like, obviously he had made shorts. He directed theater, I believe. Mm. He uh, he he didn't, you know, he didn't come from nothing. Yeah. Um. Uh, uh, but it is like, but like, but like, it, it, but like, if he had got to have the career that, that like Renoir had, like, how would how would French cinema how would French cinema be different? Yeah, and like, just what what films would we have? Because there is such a I feel like I've done well, uh, and, and like what and like what would people think about this film? Well, yeah, because I I feel like I've done it down by talking so much about how it is a source for things and, and like its formalism. Because what it basic like its biggest gesture is like God, people are weird, right? Like it's just interested in these people, sure, and it yeah. is as much as they are kind of silent movie or Buffon commedia dell'arte characters in a way, it's still a, about loving them and trusting them on those terms and yeah. seeing. And, and yeah, and it, 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 it is, it is always making their like motivations more interesting than just like this guy is like, this guy's too committed to his work. Yeah. This, this lady, she just wants like, she just wants to go out with her husband. This guy He's a bit of a fool. Like, yeah, it, 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 well, it, 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 it's about the parts of their personality and their impulses that they can't control. Pierre mm. Jules knows that he shouldn't do the smoking trick for her because it's too lewd. Yeah. But he can't help himself, you yeah, know? He's, he's, he's got to do his bits. And, and like, he, uh, by the time Jean is getting angry because she's talking to, like, a peddler in Paris, he knows he shouldn't be reacting like that. Yeah. But he, he can't help himself. And it is that that like kind of almost soap operatic uh, playing of it, where it, which is entirely based around like impulse and coincidence, which is a theatrical mode of expressing character, because it is about explosion, about revelation, uh, and about destination, is like 
this is I'm sorry, I'm just realizing that it is like it is the characters he chooses that the avant-garde is like, yes, that's what we should do, the lower classes. And the way he explores them, which is like how do we take these kind of slightly gestural, cartooned, broad characters and then uh, uh, give them a life informed by that is the thing that's split in the other direction, right? But like that constant obsession with the humanity of the people he is making a film about, even if they are not being portrayed realistically, Mm. seeing how that would have changed and thus shown that a synthesis was possible. Like, yeah, what is the future of French cinema? If, if, if he didn't die of, I presume, lung cancer, right? He's oh, French. Let, let, let's look Some it up. Stale baguette, you know, strangled by uh, a garlic while cycling. He died from tuberculosis, which he had contracted eight years earlier. That's tragic. Do you know what I keep remembering and being delighted by? His, his daughter, uh, Lucy, grew up to be a film critic. Congrats, Lucy Vigo. Yeah. Um, but... Uh, uh, oh God! Do you know what I keep oh, remembering? His his father was a militant anarchist. Have you declared yourself an anarchist yet, or is that just still coming down the pike? No, no, I, I, I don't, I don't, I don't think that's coming. I just cannot. Every, I, 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 just, I, I think the like government is so obviously helpful sometimes, but never when it like absolutely yeah. in theory. Yeah but I just don't think they have ever actually done their job. Uh, anyway, enough about my anger um, uh, at the government. Uh, well, he, Jean Vigo was sent to boarding school under... under uh, uh, he, he was sent to boarding school under a different name so that no one would know of his relationship to his father because it was considered dangerous. What, who was his father? His his father was an anarchist called... Oh, right. Yeah, yeah. Uh, were, 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 was he, like, a famous anarchist? Yeah, who was, like, murdered in prison, and it might have been, like, part of a political cover-up. Oh, whoa. Uh, uh, he... uh, his name is Miguel... I really want to see what films uh, he would have made. That, 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 that's his dad. Oh, right. Miguel... You have got that surname. El, 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 El Mereda. Oh, right, like the guy who directed the Ethan Hawke Hamlet. Yeah, his, his dad died at 34 years old. Oh, no, the 34 Club. I only have uh, four months, four months and five, six days to avoid it. One of the things about Jean Vigo's dad is he was, like, militantly opposed to the use of alcohol. And then he abandoned that stance when uh, when an alcohol company started uh, sponsoring his magazine. <laughs> Uh, nice. We all gotta get that cheddar, don't we? Um, yeah, it's just such a. It feels like it's in a genre of its own, right? La Atlanta. Yeah, uh, it, it sits at the cross section of so many things, and well, yeah, but, but, in a but, way but, that was almost certainly like re, uh, a revelation and revolution at the time. Mm. But now it feels like a scrapbook in a weird way. And scrapbooks aren't bad, but sorry, you had something. Yeah, yeah. The 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 the, the uh, like movement that, that that this film is part of is always described as. Uh, is is always described as French poetic realism, yeah. Which is yeah something that it seems like never majorly took off. Uh, I mean, uh, how can you when soon 
uh, we'll have Tarkovsky in the world, right? Like, I mean, yeah, I, I'm I'm looking at other directors who are associated with the movement. The only one I recognize is Marcel Carnet. Yeah, and it is also like there is something interesting in the fact that at least to me, it feels pretty clear that so many of its influences come from outside of France. Okay, so uh, uh, apparent, apparently, Grand Illusion is 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 considered. Oh, uh, Grand, Grand Illusion and Rules of a Game are both considered part of poetic realism. I, I can, I can we, see that for, for Grand Illusion, at least. Sure, but like that feels like so much more on the realism side than this, which has that like really like theatrical feeling to it and mm. gets almost mystical at certain points. Like there is a scene where where Jean like dives into the river maybe to kill himself. Yeah. And, or maybe. And, 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 and the lead character being named the same name as the director is something that bears comment on, but continue. Of yeah. Course. And, 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 and he like has a vision of, of Juliet who he has abandoned. He, mm. he has a vision of her in, in, in her wedding dress. What, while, 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 while he is like drowning under the water. And, and that's like, what convinces him to to like go on living and uh, try and, and find her? And, it, and like the, yeah, and, and one and, of the shots of her really feels like what Cameron is referencing oh, when no, DiCaprio yeah. falls uh, beneath the wa the waves. Yeah, um, there is nothing that feels like that poetic in Grand Illusion, which is so much about like, like, which, yeah, which which is like so like plot driven. And like a, a bit about serious investigation of like character psychology, but it, it's plot driven, and that the plot is character, mm. and like a a thing that combines those three things. Having only read a plot synopsis of Rules of the Game, is that they are less like f- French stories and more like Chekhov, right? Right. Uh, uh, in that they are about people in uh, having just gone through a major life change. Uh, being faced with their own feelings and the unknowable feelings of others, right? Um, uh, uh, and like that's what drives the grand illusion. You can never really know another person's mind. That's how we get both love and war. Sure. Yeah. Uh, uh, and you know, shooting the anyway, uh, uh, that guy from Sunset Boulevard shooting someone in the back. Eric von Stroheim. What a dude. Yeah. Um. Uh. He and sorry come together, complete the thought, youth's brain. Um, and, and, like, that is complete with the thing that, like, so many of this film's references, though I'm sure I am missing so many. Yeah. But is, is like, Pierre seems so much like a comedia character. It, it feels so much that, like, part of its innovation at the time is pulling a lot of ideas that are successful in the arts elsewhere and then kind of mosaicing them and synthesizing them with the with the like with with, with the french arts at that time and yeah. so that is how he created this like hyper moment this hyper cube of 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 french cinema yeah which is also what like children of paradise does yeah and like and children of paradise of course uh, ha- has the much more ex- is much more explicitly exploring that yes. because it is literally about stage performers and the material they work with. Yeah, and 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 the main character is a is a commedia dell'arte performer mm. who is in character most of the movie. Uh, it is 
what 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 what's what's that clown called? It's like it's like Bungus or something. <laughs> what's he called? I can't, I cannot remember off the top of my head. I this, think this, he, this, he's not a Piero. No, I don't think so. Um, uh, uh, from Ashes to Ashes, David Bowie yeah. and Ashes to Ashes. T- yeah, he, he's 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 the like sad clown. Yeah, I can't. I I would like. Yeah, is a is a is someone with an honors degree in theater. Uh, I'd I'd have to Google it, yeah. and I think there was a total of like two months of my life where it would have been at the front of my mind. Um, I yeah, it is because so, I was kind of like Atlanta. Once you are looking even faintly into French film, as if you've been following the podcast, you'll know I have involuntarily been doing. Uh, uh, has such a cast such a shadow that that reveals so much of like the etching of other films i don't know what i expected but i didn't expect this and i didn't expect to feel this way which is so analytical i expected it to be like the thing about god intolerance right is that fucking message aside and it is a horrific message you look at that and go like I fucking get it. Yeah. I feel the same thing now. Whereas you look at this and I go, I get it. I do not feel it. It feels like an alien artifact. Sure. And that's not me calling the the French aliens. Yeah. Like, yeah, the, 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 this, this movie does a very similar thing to sunrise in, 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 in a lot of ways. I think they're like sunrise is probably the, 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 like the film that feels like closest in, in both tone and plot to this. Yeah. And, well, this is another film that you could subtitle a song of two humans, oh, ab- right? Ab- absolutely, yeah. And, and 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 like Sunrise, I I I like feel more strongly than 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 I feel this one. Yeah. E- 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 even though in Sunrise the characters are kind of like more archetypal and less and, and like less complicated than they are here. <laughs> But, but these characters are are, are, are still archetypes. Yeah. They are they are, they are complexified archetypes, mm. but they are they they remain archetypes, which it, which is no crime. It yeah, it is just almost like it is hard to call it shine or sound because I feel so oddly about it. And Pierre Jules just annoyed me so much, so much. Even though I get like I yeah. I understand, I just don't feel it. But it is like its impact and its consequence, and it being Vigo's only film. I w- okay, it is sound. Yeah. I am calling this film sound. I wish he had made five other films, so I was brave enough to call it shy and say it is that thing of like it is the inspiration, but it does not work for me right now. But it is it is obviously sound. Where do you sit with it? Yeah, I I agree. I also think it is sound. Yeah, it it it, it is. It is not one of my favorites, but it is like obviously an achievement, it, and it's obviously good. Mm. You just don't you don't have to see it. You don't got to run out and see it. It's not a Citizen Kane where you got to be like, no, no, seeing Citizen Kane isn't for your hist or Knight of the Hunter mm. or uh, fucking Caligari. It's seeing them isn't homework. They're good thrilling films you yes, would enjoy. Yeah. Whereas seeing this unless you are much deeper in the context is a bit homework. Do you yeah, know what? At yeah, least for me. Yeah. I, 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 I can see that. So Finn, yes. we huh, keep ranked lists. Of, we certainly do. Of every film we have watched for this podcast, including in my case, the film force majeure. Yep. People keep trying to stop us. 
but we won't give it. Yeah, fuck them. We won't do what they tell us. Um, and where have you placed Latlanta on that list? Oh, what a question. Did not see it coming. I mean, you heard it coming, though. Well, uh, here's that's a... what it sounded like as it was coming. Right. You heard it. Terrible, uh, terrible. Bad, bad times. Bad times at Bell Royale. Bad, bad times at Ridgemont High. Yeah. Imagine. <laughs> I'm doing a supercut of those two f- fine films. Okay, I have it at number 85, above Breathless, and below 2046. I have it at... Number 77, Above Greed, which is an aggregate position for because we watched two cuts of Greed. We did. And Beneath Marie Antoinette by, by Soph yeah. Decoe. Now, here is the thing. Uh, uh, obviously, I've got complex feelings about this film. You have complex, but we both agree it's good. It's yep. way high up on this list. Uh, uh, it, it is the seed from whence we grow a lot of one of the biggest film countries, biggest films. Absolutely. It would be very hard, I think, to look at it and write a review that was fully negative, a half star, one star, zero star review. And in fact, I'm so confident you couldn't find one. I'm going to lay my life on the line. Oh, That's right. Oh no. Finn, if you find a negative review of this, you can kill me any way you want, any time. And I will sign the paper saying they can't prosecute you. You, you serious? I, Finn, look at me. On my own grave, I swear it. You, I, I, I almost don't want to do this. You don't have to, Finn. I've got, I know what you're going to say, and you don't have to do this. I've got terrible news for you. Oh, well, no. No, no, I, no. I found a negative review of John Beaker's 1934 film, Lutlanta. Okay, you don't have to kill me. It's just the option, though. You don't have to. You can. Okay, but like, but, but, but like, you don't have to. Well, no, but here, it doesn't here, have to be here, like this, killer whale. No, but here, here, here is the thing, right? You, like, yes, I have the option, but if I don't exercise that option within five years, I lose the option. <laughs> and 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 so, like, like, I'm, no, I'm, what I'm, if I'm, I make it eternal? And 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 so, like. You know, I, I might just, in, in like four and a half years, I might just have to like rush out a murder of you so I don't lose the option on it. Like Warren Beatty doing that thing in character as Dick Tracy, but with killing killing me? Well, I, I, I don't know about that. Okay, look that up. To that- keep the rights to Dick Tracy, Warren Beatty did like a weird half hour TV special where he was interviewed in character as Dick. Tracy. Awesome. And it was on like once at 3 a.m. Um, Finn. Yeah. This review yeah. that has ended my life, I fucking hope it contains insight and character and, 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 and changes how I think not only about this film, this film that's doomed me, but all film. And better be worth it. Was it worth it, Finn? Oh, I mean. It doesn't sound like it. No, I think I think you might have thrown away your life for nothing. Oh God, like so many people. Yeah. Oh um. Oh well. I tr- I treat it and I I welcome it gladly, like an old friend, I guess. So Finn. Yeah. Uh, this review. Lay it on me. Be gentle. It's a one-star review by Letterboxd user. Okay. Worth noting. 
no half star reviews. Um, Had to find a half star uh, review. Uh, uh, there are half star reviews. They're all very boring. Oh, yep. Uh, as you would expect, in a way. This is this is a one star review by Letterbox user BC Whit. I don't vibe with a lot of the Nouvelle Vague stuff. Open brackets. I can tell I just loathe Godard from the various clips screened for me in undergrad film classes. Close brackets. And this reads like a Nouvelle Vague prototype version of Sunrise, a movie I a movie I also do not like. Nonsense that US audiences would like this as much as they did. Nonsense that US audiences would would like this as much as they did having seen it in post depression post war nineteen forty seven. Also what I don't understand what that means. No. Uh also, I'm noticing that that a lot of full movies, especially early ones, receive high praise on the merits of their one or two good and or innovative sequences, open brackets, underwater, close brackets. Yeah, the underwater bit is you can't praise it too much. Yeah, it's five stars. Incredible. Uh it's definitely on YouTube, check it out. Yeah. Uh, which feels deceptive, and I'm sick of it. The acting, the acting in this sucks cock. High one, I guess. I just don't know. Like, obviously, you can be like that person, study film because you want to make film, but your idea is really to make m- the mainstream films about a tits and explosions, like, yeah, yeah. like Titanic, uh, uh, tits and yeah, um. It is, but why, if you're the kind of person that sees a couple of clips of Goddard and decides barely sightseeing that it is bad and that you don't like it, why put yourself through La Atlanta? <laughs> you know? If you didn't enjoy Sunrise, A Song of Two Humans, yep. it is, and, and like, ascribing it as just a Nouvelle Vague prototext shows a lack of engagement mm. with the actual context of the film that I think is rare on letterboxd.com <laughs> so that guy yeah. I don't like him what are his top four films okay. is one called is one fight club you're never going to believe this one of them is fight club yeah okay is one <laughs> Uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. No. Not a Tarantino on there? No. Uh, okay. Um, Is one Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind? No. Okay. Is there a bay on there? No. Okay. Two of these are children's movies. Paddington? No. Paddington 2? No. Paddington 3 is not out yet. Um, Okay. Are either of them animated? They're both animated. Were they produced in the English language? They were. Okay. Is uh, Are they three-dimensional or two-dimensional? They are three-dimensional. Is one Toy Story or Toy Story 2 or Toy Story 3 or Toy Story 4? One of them is Toy Story 2. Uh, okay. Uh, is the other also a Pixar film? It is. Is it Wally? No. Up? No. Inside Out? No. Turning Red is an excellent film. Maybe it's in my top five for the year. You should really check it out. Is it not turning red? Is it brave? No. The good dinosaur. Cars? The Monsters, Inc. Yuva. The the chances of you guessing this movie are so low, they are incredible. Uh, Ratatouille. Yeah. (laughs) No. What is it? Is it The Incredibles 2? No. Is it the short... 
on the Incredibles no, no, DVD. No, it's not Bounden. Jack Jack Attack. Oh, no. Bounden was the, the rabbit one they showed with it in cinemas. Yeah, well, which is also on my DVD copy. Yeah, 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 yeah. But there's also Jack yes, Jack no, Attack, right? No. Which they then went on to use as the whole B-plot of yeah, yeah, Incredibles 2. Uh, so it is The Incredibles. It's the Incredibles. Okay. And so there's one more. Yeah. A live action. Uh, yes. Drama. It's an American. Uh, is it fan- shot, shot, shot in Canada? Set in, oh, set in Canada. Scott Pilgrim. Yes. Yeah, quite good film. Yeah. All right. So, Titanic. We've really already talked about it loads. We have. But I, the thing I want to really hear from you is that why, A, why hadn't you seen it? B, what was it like seeing it? And three, how are you going to apologize for, to James Cameron for waiting so long? I mean, I'm not a massive James Cameron fan. Like, I, you know... V- 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 Do you know who is? James Cameron. Yeah. The movies of his that people really love are like Terminator 2 yeah. and Aliens, both of which I think are not as good as the originals. I think that's true in Aliens' case. I think Terminator 2 is better than Terminator. Oh, like, like maybe. It, but it, they're it, also... Incre- like, the whole trick of Terminator is that they're actually two different genres of yeah. film, even more than Alien and Aliens. Yeah, and like, yeah, like I, I really don't get the the whole thing of of people saying that Aliens is better than Alien. I think that's just sort of like almost empirically wrong. Like, I like it is easy as someone who get as you get into like hard and scary films, how the perfection and sometimes airless perfection of Alien, it, it does seem very much like why do you want that a uh, uh, delicious best pint of beer in the country next to this crystal goblet of orgasm juice, you yeah. know? Like, but I don't think that is... I can see why people think the other way, even if I do... I agree that they are comically wrong. Yeah. And, like, and like I, I... And, like, I even, like, usually prefer, like, action movies to horror movies, but I still... I still yeah, anyway. Yeah. Um, Yes, yeah, so I'm I'm not a yeah, not 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 a not a massive Cameron guy and mm. and like I've I've still never seen like uh The Abyss or Yeah, the Abyss uh, is, uh, is missing. Uh, Piranha two uh Piranha two is uh, uh the hatching. It is this hel- morning. Oh yeah, my, my apologies, mm. Mr. Cameron. Um uh, uh is fun as a curio. Yeah. And but like Cameron is also someone doomed by the fact that they're a dick and should fuck off and be nicer to people. But also because he is so like his trick is being so on the money yeah. of his era. I mean, the, 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 the like, it, like, but like by, by, by this point, like it's, it's certainly everyone who's listening to this podcast knows the story about him pitching aliens. Yeah. 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 Which, which, which is he, he like walks, he is like a meeting like, Oh, we want to do a sequel to, yeah, we want to we want to do a sequel to Alien. What like you know, come come in and like picture ideas. Yeah, and he walks in and he like writes on, on like a whiteboard or whatever, Alien. Yeah, and then he adds an S, and then he puts a line for yes to make it a dollar sign. Two oh, lines because he's lines. American, right? Yeah. Um, it it is, and like that is both an incredible pitch and also very accurate to the final product. Well, on uh, uh, I believe the DVD commentary for Transformers, the first one, two thousand five. <laughs> Uh, no, it doesn't matter. Uh, uh, Michael Bay 
in a moment that is imprinted on my mind for some reason, talks about how, you know, my friends say, let's go to Vegas, let's go to fucking Vegas. Um, and I say, I don't need to gamble $5 on blackjack. I gamble $100 million on films, which is absolutely not true of Bay even when people deliberately overhype him not making a hideous film and being like, yeah, sure, I mean, he's healing himself, but he's still in an ambulance. But anyway, uh, uh, he is, Finn likes that film more than I do. Uh, The favorite film of the year. Watch Turning Red and Get Back to Me. Not like it's a genuinely special and unique piece of it. Yeah, maybe I'll see it. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, no, yeah, you're just you're not allowed to be yourself. There's a reason no one likes you. No, you're one of the most uh, widely beloved people I know. I mean, that's also not true. I was discussing you with Briar mm. as I often do, and she was talking about how when she was in Wellington for her sister's thirtieth, she was talking to someone about this podcast. Spread the word, and uh, they. Uh, uh, sometimes I'm not going to tell you how their connection to you, oh, but no. they know you. They say he's a lovely man. A lot of people really like him, and that's true. I think oh, you need. To, oh no! You are one of the most universally liked people, at least in this comedy scene, and that is a hard achievement. You've heard how we talk about people in the sections <laughs> we cut. Yeah. Uh, I don't know really where I'm going with this. Cameron is the person who is really gambling. And I think, oh, it, yeah. and I, I would like to stand on the fact that I do believe Avatar 2 is the gamble that, that won't pay off. I just don't. Uh, 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 I, I, anyway, um, it is. N- While you are taking that position, I would like to take the contrary position that Avatar 2 will do very well. Yeah, I mean, okay, I what mean a, I'm glad someone's leaping on that opinion, Grenade. I mean, look, here's the thing. He's done it before. Yeah, I know. I, he, like, yeah. I have not, I didn't predict Avatar to, Avatar would do badly. Do you know what I mean? Like, sure, I'm not, yeah. uh, 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 I'm not just, oh, I'm not trying to do the Darren Brown lottery trick of just saying this every time and eventually being right. Yeah, like, you know? I, I, I'm not sure it's going to do, like, Avatar numbers in, in America, but I think in China it's going to destroy. You're, you're absolutely right. Um, and, and, yeah, and, and like even if it doesn't do amazingly other places, I think like the money it makes in China will keep the rest of the series going. One can only hope for many of my friends who are employed mm. uh, on those but, films. Uh, but also I've seen uh, one shot from, a tra- I've seen uh, two shots from the trailer and uh, they both look really cool. And I hope it's good. Everything looks like that now. Uh, yeah, I just don't see it. I just don't see it. But again, we're 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 in taste town. Um, uh, 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 like the, and like the reason that the the Cameron films I like, I do really like Terminator. Yeah, I I Alien is better, but I think Aliens is really fun. Oh yeah, no, yeah, yeah. No, I I I have I have I have I have never seen a movie of his and I'm like. Oh, that was bad. Oh no! When I was like twelve or thirteen, like Terminator was like huge for me. Yeah, like that, that was one I like rented from the DVD store constantly. Like, I loved Terminator. I didn't see Terminator two until a couple of years ago, mm. and and by that point, it wasn't really what I was in the mood for anymore. But yeah, I, but I think if if, if, I, if I had seen Terminator two, 
as like as like a 14 or 15 year yeah, old yeah yeah it would have been I, I, incredibly I, by shit. I, I was going to say i have no idea how i would feel about terminator 2 if i wasn't 12 when i first saw yeah. it but the thing that defines his best work is that he is under pressure and being watched right the reason easily his worst film by far and away is true lies no. Oh fuck! Right, yeah, no, that's the one I don't like. Yeah, no, because no. it's vile and fucking uh, sucks. Yes, and I did not think you were saying you liked that. You were saying you had forgotten it. Uh, 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 but it is that that is the film where he was like, "I've got Arnie as a fucking spy. I'm going to do explosions. No one is going to doubt me." Yeah. And, and and also like that, like that's the one that gets like super ironic. Yeah, that 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 that, 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 that that's one that's like trying to have it both ways. Whereas, like the Terminator, whereas like the Terminator movies and like the yeah. and like Titanic and Avatar are deeply earnest. Well, yeah, and even like when the Terminator films have jokes, they are all setups. And t- Titanic is the same. The spitting bit, yeah, it, it, they all are there. Where he's like, "How do I hide the setup for a later character beat? I'll do it as a joke," you know? Yeah, like. All of Arnie's funniest stuff is there to be like, oh, he is a bit human, um, but he yeah, is but like, yeah, like by by the time it gets to True Lies and like Jamie Lee Curtis drops the Uzi yeah. and it like bounces down the stairs and every every time it hits the stairs it fires and by the by the time it gets to the one that's killed all of the terrorists, I fucking yeah, I do I do not like I do not like that movie. And, and like my my argument for Titanic against Avatar two and 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 true lies is that those are the films where he has been under the least pressure he's had to prove himself the sure, least yeah. uh, and like coming out of just like jumping on piranha to his blah 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 and then being fired and, and like uh, uh this is boring because again that was kind of him being like i just made you terminator 2 i get to make whatever the fuck i want i'm gonna torture ed harris until he assaults me um both of those guys sound like they suck but anyway yeah um and the, on Titanic, he was like, I'm going to take the highest budget ever to make a film where the only action beyond one bit where Billy Zane pulls a gun and chases Leo and Kate and then gives up after about 30 seconds, the only other gun material in it is uh, a it, steward panicking yeah, and shooting people. Yeah, is a cowardly panicking like yeah like Stuart who was who was trying to stop poor people getting on a boat yeah someone in the worst moment of their life right yeah. who, who who immediately after he shoots someone uh shoots himself in the head uh yeah after he shoots a second person right right two yeah people that is the guy whose family sued of course uh um because he as far as we know did not really do that mm. um he her complete the thought brain and and that the rest of the spectacle is a ship sinking and that in the first five minutes of the film he's going to give away the whole plot when they are walking in bill paxton someone describes to bill paxton everything they know about rose yeah including the fact that her uh her name was dawson which is jack's surname yeah. it explains the whole plot to us and you don't notice, and then it happens, they show us a simulation, a CG simulation of how the boat sinks, and so that two and a half hours later, when we get to another more detailed CG simulation of the boat sinking, you're still like, holy shit. <laughs> and the fact that he got that made, but clearly, like, 
is not an easy thing to do. Yeah. Whereas I make and make a spy film with Arnie, or just like fucking make more Avatar. We're just going to be loose. They're just going to give him money. He's just going to hole up in New Zealand like a fucker stepping around our COVID laws to film underwater for thirty years. But anyway, oh, uh, uh, also, um, I I have uh, I, I cannot remember if this is an if this is an idea that is original to me or not. I've I think I might have heard someone say it somewhere else, but I've been thinking it a lot recently. Just the dumb meme about Avatar, like, oh, you know, they made no cultural impact. No one can remember any of the characters' names. Yeah, Jake Sully. Yeah. Um, well, well, yeah. The thing I is, like, have, like, I've seen it once. Yeah. No, it's the same. Like, like, obviously, a lot of people still remember Jake Sully. Yeah. And like, and like, Natere. But oh, and you began with him. The thing is, the main character of that movie, everyone remembers the name of, and that is Pandora. Planet is the main character, not any of the people. Yeah. And what Cameron seems to be doing with all the rest of the movies is like is doing even more to like flesh out the world and show like no it's it's not just about like these people in this like one like yeah. squabble it is about we're gonna this go into the water we're yeah. gonna go into the mountains we're, we're gonna, gonna go, go into a volcano yeah we're gonna go into the seeds space i think surely one goes to another planet right uh, maybe it just it, uh, yeah and, and, pandora's the main character everyone remembers the plants called pandora uh you can if you want, you can say the second lead is unobtainium. Everyone, everyone remembers that. Which is a real thing. Yes, it's a real remember. thing. People get mad about it. Yeah. But that's a real scientific term. Like, people get really annoyed about the MacGuffin in, in Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness being called the Dark Hold, which has a dark hold on people. But there is a real grim, grimoire that can rent uh, uh, the the walls between dimensions that's called the dark hold like it's just a factual yeah. thing that that's real and yeah it's from the comics but do you know what's also from the comics like Doctor Strange a hundred years of gay panic jokes and fucked upness yeah uh, you know? Dormammu it's from the comics I mean this is probably Baron the wa- Mordo he's not a Baron is he a Baron yeah, he's Baron Mordo no but I, I mean. Are you talking about now? In the films, is yeah, no, Chewy Tilly Jeff yeah, no, playing? Uh, yeah, no, I, I, he's I, I, just Mordo. Yeah, we just call him Mordo. But like when you meet him, yeah, they're, trying, they're trying to distance him from. They're trying to distance him from 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 the, from the aristocracy. As fucking horrifically boring as this is to do, <laughs> an interesting part of Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness <laughs> is that it's so clearly an Avengers Age of Ultron situation where it's had a bunch of stuff shoved on it and you can tell why mm. Derrickson quit. But also Raimi does a really good job, probably cut this from the previous episode. Uh, it's much more Raimi than you think. It is the one good uh, superhero movie of the year because it does enough things for the fun. It's in the Suicide Squad squad. Uh, it, it is in the the Suicide Squad squad. Good joke, Yutha, and scene. But it is the fact that when the end of the first Doctor Strange is Mordo being like, oh, I don't like you, Doctor Strange. Yeah. I'm going to get you. And then in this film, they're like, oh, me and Mordo, we've been battling for years. He hates me. And it's so clear that like the pitch for Once Upon a Time in Mexico, the third El Mariachi film, yeah. is that because they only had Selma Hayek for like a week, he is like, okay, I'm going to say that Selma Hayek was killed off in the third film, 
I am making the fourth film and we have one week and we are essentially going to shoot flashbacks to the third film we never made. And that it feels like is what it feels like there was a second Doctor Strange film where he fought Mordo that you just haven't seen. Okay. I've only seen the first and third. You haven't seen Desperado is good. Yeah, it's on on Netflix. I've I've been meaning to get around to it. Probably has aged horrifically is the thing I want to quickly say, but it is good fun. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. I, I was I was really expecting to see Selma Hayek die in Desperado. It, it is a really good and like that Desperado was like a, that, that's the reason I put it off. I don't like seeing her in pain. And those are all films, all three of those El Mariachi films even come come from a Titanic like place of someone setting themselves a hard task bigger but than yes. that bigger than their mouth and achieving it. And like, I feel like so much of like Titanic being so transparently sound, even if it is just a massive fucking cheesecake, it is that it's not just a, like he set himself such a high bar. It's like threading the needle. This film could so easily be a joke. Yep. Right. And the fact that it, the people trying to make it a joke are misremembering it, sometimes deliberately, sometimes accidentally, is like that he did it at all and that it works, in my opinion, like it has to be sound, no matter how like cheesy and silly it is. Like yeah. it works. It's sound. What do you think? Yeah, no, I I, I, I agree with it. sound. I, yeah, I, I, I think like Cameron really succeeds by, by yeah, but by, by like playing all of this stuff totally earnestly and, and yeah and, and like and like bolting this 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 like incredibly earnest young love onto the biggest disaster movie ever made and and, 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 like, and nailing and, them both yes right yeah yeah and and it, it is it is such a triumph of like of like of like both practical and digital effects, and like and, and, and how and they, how they can be synthesized together, and, and and yeah, it is like the the thing I pointed out to you is that in the opening stuff where they are in the little submarines, yeah. uh, uh, investigating the Titanic, when the POV shots from the submarines, that's real footage of the real Titanic that Cameron did. But then when you have shots out to show submarines, those are model submarines, I believe, around a model sunken Titanic. <laughs> maybe pumped into real footage of it like the times when the titanic is a model or just a bit of set they've extended or completely cg are often so close to each other that you stop looking for them yeah. and you just buy the reality of the situation yeah even and- though if you pause and look at the cg bits they're definitely from sure. the nineties, but in the moment, like he just knows how to sell them. It's yeah. fucking incredible. Yeah, and and it it is it is such a like it, it it is such a like great argument for both movie stardom and like and like character acting, and and, and again like yeah, it, David it, Warner, Jonathan Hyde, we've done the list. Yeah, like, fucking hell, Craig Kelly. It is like not a movie where I'm gonna like keep coming back to it all no. the time, but like it fucking works, and I I get it, and I see yeah. the action works, the romance works. The tragedy of it works. McDonald's is delicious. Yeah. And that's why it's successful, right? Not all McDonald's, but like Big Mac sauce is good. And as much as it's probably made from slurm, you know? Um, but, but yeah, like I, it was like, I just love getting to see Bernard Hill look defeated or like Victor Garber 
like setting a clock on on god like fucking victor garber in this movie is is so is so crazy it is fucking crazy to me about how someone who is uh, uh whose head is shaped like victor garber's yeah which is i'm gonna say a bit squished he looks a bit like a me he made of himself um which is no crime but is hot no matter how you make him up he's hot in singles sure, yeah. He's hot in this, he's hot in Alias, he's hot in everything he is in through so many different looks. I don't understand it. It's genuinely bizarre. What a guy. So, Finn, are you interested in hearing what a positive review of Titanic sounds like? Sure. Oh, no, sorry. The thing I wanted to edit on there is like, yeah, no, like, it's not my favorite film. I'm not going to, this is, I watched it three times when it came out once since then to be like oh no it still fucking goes and then this time and i may not watch it again for the rest of my life sure um you you might wait another 86 years to watch it again but uh uh, but like it is the the bit of people being mean about it that i really reject that isn't just like well yeah be mean about films sure whatever is that it is also very specifically a thing people attack in others it is the idea of the basic person whose favorite film is titanic sure and like uh, and usually they're women and like oh fuck them that's such a basic film but it is like no it to- makes total sense for this to be someone's favorite yes, film yeah. it is kind of designed to be that and it kills it yeah this this is like this this does the same thing that like oceans 11 does or like inside man which is like this is hollywood filmmaking working like as well like like yeah this is why they do it the way they do it exactly yeah yeah that is what the purpose of hollywood filmmaking is 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 to yeah is to make stuff that is this exciting and and like, yeah, it's like exciting and funny and romantic all at the same time and doing it as well as anyone's ever done. It. Yeah. Good. So uh, a lot of the fully positive reviews of this, you know, will focus on one or two elements. Uh, like also, it is nice that for a long time, the highest grossing movie uh, was a movie that is like uh, just very very explicitly about class and about how and about how rich people will will just like immediately murder poor people yeah yeah yeah, to save themselves yeah good i i want to see the characters from succession on the titan (laughs) um uh uh, yeah a lot of mm, very five-star reviews on social media platform letterbox of titanic pick on one or two elements to praise a lot of people talking about kate winslet's naked body which is to be it's a good scene. It's a, it's a good scene. We've not mentioned it up until now. No. Because it's a great scene. It works really well. It's hot as shit. <laughs> but it being the only thing you describe, like, sure, I feel yeah. bad when I described uh, Kate, uh, Kate Winslet is incredibly cleavage, but she's this, like, I don't think there's a shot of this film she is in that doesn't in some way emphasize the space between her two breasts. Sure, and then like, yeah, and then like the, the last like hour of the film, she's just running around in in like a dress that is just drenched. Yeah, it's. She's also an incredible actress. Yeah, she is. We she's, all know she's that. Fantastic, but it's hot. It's fucking hot. 
Playing like DiCaprio yeah. and it's just it's all it's all Zane kind of yeah David Warner anyway uh, and, and so I decided to uh, you know there's a lot in praise a lot of uh, uh, women talking about uh, uh, early crushes on Leo yeah um, understandable yeah and, and sadly they're no longer the right age for him bow, bow, bow. Uh, uh, and, and so I decided to pick on one that kind of focuses on one a thing we haven't talked about yet. It's a pretty major element of one of the characters. This is by Mong. Oh, no, of course. There aren't many movie characters from Wisconsin. <laughs> but when we do show up, we are sexy as hell and draw like nobody's business and get to date first-class girls. Jack Dawson, Wisconsin first ballot Hall of Famer. And that yeah. is the review. Do you want to guess Mong's top four? Sure. Okay. One. What's better than this? Just guys being dudes. Good fellas. No. It Good. is about organized crime though. It's more recent. Uh Gotti? No, no, no. It's not it's not like the mafia. It's oh, okay. but it is like it's a crime film. It's two uh uh cops or private investigators investigating a crime. Uh, it's funny. It's witty. It's oh, weird. The, the the nice guys. Yeah, yeah, that's great, right. Great, great movie. Haven't, haven't seen it yet, even though I own it. I'm fin, I'm film sound nicholasing that one. Uh, two are kind of what you'd call realist sci-fi. One is one of the peaks of the genre, and the other is uh, a harmless popcorn fodder that. Like Ready Player One. Uh, the Martian? Yeah, a lot of people, it is The Martian, a lot of yep. people have decided it makes them smart to like. Okay, and the other one? Uh, 2001? No, I would call it better than 2001, and it's not even this director's best film. Yeah, Another know. recent one? It's uh, All on Earth, though. All on Earth. Is it a Garland? No. No? Recent sci-fi. Yeah. Block, well, blockbuster. Or like... Like, it's big. Like, I don't know. It's it, it's it's part of Big Cold, so it's it's like it's oh, mellow and reflective. Right. It, it is a rival. Yeah. Fantastic movie. Yeah, it is. Uh, uh, a rival is one that's going to sit with us for a very long time. And the last one is not as good as everyone says it is, but is still very, very good. Uh, uh, is this a recent movie? I've given all the information is, on the task. Is everything everywhere all at once? It is indeed that yeah. film. Uh, Finn. Yes. I've got a question for you. What's that? Where can people find you online? Who gives a shit? I'm a ghost. Why? What? How did you die? Um, uh... Uh, Gina Davis uh, drove me off a bridge like in Beetlejuice. And uh, now I am Ghost Man. Uh, okay. What? Uh, Chris, Hemsworth, uh, Chris Hemsworth's hacker alias from Black Hat. I, no, okay. The bit I'm struggling to follow is that when Gina Davis drove you off this cliff, yeah. was she doing a, was it, were you in Beetlejuice? 
was she doing a reference to Beetlejuice or was she doing a reference to Thelma and Louise but you were thinking she was doing a reference to Beetlejuice like what was the exact okay, look, uh, I, uh, I, meta narrative I, of that scenario I might have been trying to pass a buck a little bit I, I was driving she oh, she was leaning yeah. out the window doing archery oh, yeah. uh, and what? and then you hereditary to... <laughs> <laughs> no okay here's the thing one of her arrows bounced off a stop sign out one of our tires, <laughs> and so, yeah, I mean, I mean, course, I, mean I, so. I mean, I went off a bridge. I feel also embarrassed for even asking. Yeah, well, it's it's not something I like to talk about. You know, it's uh, <laughs> it's it's some it's some real it's some real fucking what's of a guy you knock the thing and then it all falls down. A Rube Goldberg. Yeah, it's a real machine. Rube Goldberg a real bullshit. Wallace and Gromit machine, right? Yeah. Or chitty 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 bang bang machine. Yeah, or a book of Henry. It's a real, it's a real book of Henry. Okay, so uh, Finn, I'm, I don't know Jurassic where to find Park you. Dominion coming to cinemas near you. Finn, uh, yes. Uh, 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 so I don't want to find you online. Yeah. What if I wanted to find the show? Well, luckily, you can find the show on Twitter at Shite Sound Pod, or you can email us at shitesoundpod at gmail It's been about six months since I looked at the emails. <laughs> Maybe we've got some. Maybe check out our website. You know what? I'm going to do it now. No, not live on air. Not live on air. <laughs> not while I'm in the room. I can't. Whatever the answer is, I don't want to know. Um, uh, you can check out our website. It is at shiteandsound.com. That's and the word, not and the m pers and if you like what i do and i hope you do and if you're this far into the episode uh you do uh i'm at youth lives wherever you look for people on the internet put bit.ly in front of that sign up for my newsletter if you go on you go on linkedin and search euphodean raconteur you can find them there you know it's because it's speechologist thinkerator (laughs) creative mind I'm a storyteller. I'm just a word wrangler. I just love words. It's like a chef being like, do you know what I love? Ingredients. Salt. <laughs> uh, I, I, lo- I love the idea of taste. <laughs> uh, and uh, that's a critic saying that. Um, uh, I have two other podcasts. Uh, one is called The Witching Hours. It's an eerie audio anthology. The other is called The Slow Path. Going to record it after this. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, where uh, me and my partner, Briar, watch Doctor Who until we die. Our theme song is... The Nux by Kazam Blam. You can check him out on Bad Website, Bandcamp.com. And, and I'm sure he's elsewhere. SoundCloud probably should really look this up. He hasn't really made music as Kazam Blam in a very long time. Uh, uh, he... <clears throat> Finn. Yes. Sorry. Film. Your name is Film Sound Nicholas. What are we watching next week? All right. Next week, we are watching Sergei Eisenstein's masterpiece of communist propaganda and and modern editing. The sweet smell of success. It's Battleship Potemkin. And with that, we are watching Peter Berg's Rihanna starring Opus Battleship. Get your knees on. It's got Liam Neeson. Yeah, it's got Taylor Kitsch. It's got Alexander Skarsgård. Oh, boy. Oh, baby, it's baby. Got, it's got all your favorites. It's got... Uh, a Aliens. That, yeah, it's got uh, alien robots that turn into wheels. Uh, in water. In, 
No, I think that's that, that that that's on like the highway. There's a okay. I cannot it, wait. It, it, it's happening near Hawaii. There's a whole alien invasion of Hawaii. It's okay. Okay, so uh, it's, it's, I look. So it's like a metaphor for the history of like European colonialism in Hawaii and the robot alien that turns into a ball and uh, like a chain moves things in half is uh, Captain James Cook. If you like the show, <laughs> and why would you? Because it's good. Because we, I, I think we are getting very good at riding the line between comedy and genuine insight. I feel like we engage with the films in a way a lot of places uh, don't, and we're getting really good at actually juxtaposing the films these days rather than talking about them two in a row. Yep. We're getting good at episodes not being too long. Uh, I think you are very like funny and charming, and. I am also on the podcast. <laughs> That's my opinion. Uh, that is why. And, and if you agree at home, hey, tell your friends. Yeah. If you don't like the show, tell your enemies. Hey, we are an acquired taste, and it's so good to be. It'd be helpful if more people acquired us. Acquired it. Don't acquire us. We're just people. Yeah. Okay, a thing we shouldn't we should mention about Titanic. A lot of white characters really ready to refer to their situation as slavery. Sure. It's, you know, it's, it's, it's the old times. She's feeling trapped. Yeah, but they're making... Yeah, anyway, it is... It's a lot... Like, it is maybe half a dozen times people... I, I think it's less than that. It is the, like, entrance in, 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 into the flashback, where she's like... I felt like I was on a slave ship being, being taken in chains to America. And like, yeah. uh, maybe laying it on a bit thick. So let people know. Great diversions like that, unless we didn't just have a diversion, then great judicious cutting like that. Uh, do share it. And so make sure to share this episode with this week's hashtag. What's this week's hashtag, Finn? Uh... <sighs> He's nodded his hands, put his glasses on the ground. He's really thinking... Shut his eyes, almost like he's Liam Neeson meditating before he steps through those energy barriers. And Star Wars Episode One: The Phantom Menace 3D. What is the hashtag? I was trying then? to think of a hashtag. You were talking too much, so my brain wasn't working. Okay, so just say it. Just go your first impulse. No, my first impulse would be bad. Okay, then you. Then we can cut it. You, you go. You. I've got one in the tank. Okay, obviously, yeah, it's let, you. Let's I'm trying it, to work with no, to get spontaneous. No, no let. Let's hear let's okay. hear your fucking hashtag. Okay. Hashtag slave the day for your trip on the La Atlantitanic. Done. <laughs> I know you're putting in a com not a comma, uh, an apostrophe in a hashtag which breaks it up. It does, yeah. Yeah. So you can do better. Go. Now, first thought in your brain. If it's bad, we'll cut it. Go. What is it? What's the hashtag then? Tell me. What's the fucking hashtag? Do it. Movies are good. Even bad ones. Go watch them.
ate pizza too fast last night and the top of my mouth is still hurt. What kind of pizza was it? Uh, it was a, a pizza I made at home. What? Uh, come on. Okay. I mean, you got some ham. Yeah. You got some pepperoni. Yeah. You got mushrooms. I, so two kinds of pig. Yeah. Yeah. You got, you got Co- mushrooms. You Coast Guard and the police. Anyway. You got, you got capsicum. I forgot, I forgot to put garlic on, which I usually do. Uh, some fucking cocktail sausages, because why not? Just, like, cut up real small. Uh... Uh, two uh, two different kinds of hot sauce. Yeah, I think I think that was mainly it. I, yeah, it just is very important for me that you re-enter the world in, in a way. Oh, I, I I ate this pizza at a table full of other people who were eating a different dinner. And so, 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 and